0: All right, we're going to be... The, mess, the message this morning has nothing to do about children, unless you're a child of God. Then it has to do with you. <laughs> so, I don't want you to open your Bibles this morning to 1 Corinthians 12, chapter 12, verse 12. I want you to hear the word of the Lord for you this morning out of 1 Corinthians. The body of Christ is a unit, although it is made up of... many parts. And though all its parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ. For we were all baptized into one body, whether Jew, Greek, And we were all given one spirit to drink. Now, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. And if the foot should say, Well, it would not for that reason cease to be a part of the body. And if the ear should say... Because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body. It would not for that reason cease to be a part of the body. If the whole body were... Where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were... Where would the sense of smell be? As it is, there are but one body. Now the eye cannot say to the hand... And the head cannot say to the feet. On the contrary. Those parts that seem to be. Are indispensable. And the parts we think are. We treat with special honor. And the parts that are. Are treated with special modesty. While our presentable parts. Need no special treatment. But God has arranged and has given greater honor to the parts that lacked it. So there should be no division in the body and that its parts should have equal concern for each other. Every part suffers with it. Every part rejoices with it. And each one of you is a part of it. The Word of the Lord. Now, you can turn in your Bibles to John chapter 13. This will be our text uh, for the message today that the Lord laid on my heart quite a while ago. Uh, let me give you the setting here. We're going to be, um, I'll give you some specific in a minute, but you never want to get into the text before you get into the context, right? So the context of this is Gina, Jesus' is waning hours with his disciples. The Brock's, aren't you guys great? Tim and Lisa Brock, good to see you guys back there. Say hi. Good friends. I wasn't distracted by that at all. Squirrel. <laughs> you see, if you don't treat me right, they're here to take me away. Um, we're in the waning, waning days of Jesus' ministry. This is it. This is the 11th hour. Literally the 11th hour of Jesus' ministries. He'll be leaving his disciples. I know when I'm talking to someone and I want them to remember what I'm saying, I'm always going to say it last. You got to say the best for last. There's a reason for that. I want them to remember what it is I said. When I give my son 100 things to do, the thing I want him to remember is the thing I say when he's going out the door. Because he's like a tornado. And out of that list of 10, three will get done. <laughs> but the one I want done most is the thing I say last. Don't forget to get that car inspected. <laughs> so uh, it's the end. Now, I want to set, th- by the way, I am the children's pastor, right? That gives me lots of flexibility. So, I want to set this up for you. I want to teach you a little... (laughs) All right, children. (laughs) I'm going to teach you a little chorus, all right? Because this is the context of our message. So listen carefully. The kingdom of heaven, and you will repeat it. The kingdom of heaven. And this is part of it, all right? (laughs) We do have praise police set up to bring you out if I need to. The kingdom of heaven. And by the way, there are signs or gestures, and it goes like this: the kingdom of heaven, and you'll repeat it with the gesture, all right? The kingdom of heaven. heaven. Nice. We can make this work. It's upside down. down. Uh Uh-huh. The poor are rich, rich. and the lost are found. found. It's kind of like the kingdom of heaven is upside down. The poor, rich, the poor are rich. And the lost are found. The, lost are found. The, last are the last are first. Pastors up here going like this, by the way. If you, <laughs> The last are first. The, last are first. The, greatest the greatest rule. You open up your Bibles there. Those who, and we'll do the sign for serving. Serve. <laughs> they will one day, one day rule. All right, and there's your crowns. All right, and then it goes... You can only do this part, however, if you're really cool. If you're not cool, please don't even attempt this. Because you will embarrass yourself. It goes like this. Ooh, dig it. Ooh, yeah. The kingdom of heaven is upside down. The poor are rich. And the lost are found, the last are first, but the greatest rule is that those who serve, they will reign and rule. Ooh, uh, ooh, let me hear you go. Ooh, dig it. Ooh. All right, keep the beat. Keep the beat and I'll tell you this story, all right? the disciples were assembled in the upper room jesus said that he would leave them soon so humbly on his bended knee he washed the feet in the family the kingdom of heaven heaven is upside down down. the poor are rich rich. and the lost are found the The last are first first. but the greatest rule rule. is it does who serve they will reign and rule Hit it, ooh, ooh, dig it, ooh. Everybody go, (laughs) Dig it, ooh. Second verse, washing their feet with water in a bowl. Teaching them to serve was the master's goal. When he came to Pete's feet, the master took a seat. Peter stood up and started to retreat. The kingdom of heaven heaven. is upside down. down. The The poor are rich and the lost are found. Said the last, the last are first, but the greatest rule, the greatest rule. is that those, those who serve they will reign they will and, reign and rule. rule. Oh, ooh, <laughs> dig it. Who? That's like a body roll here. Mm. Ooh, dig it. Who? Peter said, Lord, this cannot be. Then Jesus said, you can have no part of me. So Peter said, Lord, instead, wash me all from the toes of my head. The kingdom of heaven is upside down. The poor are rich and the lost are found. I said the last are first. But the greatest rule is that those who serve, they will reign and rule. Last chance to get it right who Dig, <laughs> Dig it low, Diggy 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 do. <laughs> so, you think I'll get away with that at the eleven o'clock? I don't know. I'm gonna ask the Lord for discernment. We'll see what he says. I gotta be obedient, right? Right. So, that is the context of what happens, and now you can turn your Bibles to chapter, John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35. 34 and 35. We're going to break one sentence down, all right? Fortunately for you, I do not know a lot of Greek, but I can read and research, so I know a little bit about this passage, and this is where the Lord led me uh, for this message a new command i give you love one another as i have loved you so you must love one another by this all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another all right a new command a new command remember we're at the end now something important's happening it's a new covenant You know, the nature of covenants were commands, commands and contracts, agreements between parties. When God entered into a covenant, the situation was, you do this via command, my command, and I'll do this. And then that would be sealed in a sacred ceremony, a blood ceremony called a covenant what jesus is introducing in this moment is a new covenant this is true when we look back into the history of covenants right abraham's covenant required him to do this and god would do this and it was sealed with his sacred ceremony uh, and then moses moses had a covenant with god you do this you and my people do this and i will do this And a significant part of all of those were these commands. This command signifies the new covenant. Something new is happening. It's the last thing he said because he wants you to remember it the most. Keep in mind the scenario that John, the disciple who writes this passage and the epistles and the revelation, is sitting right here. Right here. This message would completely... Influence his writings and his ministry and his life. These words. A new command. So there's something happening. Uh, A new covenant. Love one another. Let's talk about the old covenant for a second. The old covenant was the commands of Moses, right? At this point in time, we're still under a Mosaic law, the Mosaic covenant. And the nature of those was basically religious. God gave us the commandments because, like children, he knew we would disobey them. It shows us our depravity. So the sign of the covenant was the command, the commandments, the laws of Moses. But Jesus, when he came in Matthew 22, he sums up the old covenant. He says this. He says, um, love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and strength. And then what was the second part of that, of the summing up of the law? Love your, love your neighbor. But this is a new covenant. Neighbor. Neighbor is, can we learn anything about the nature of love one another? Who are we talking about? What's the context of who is one another? Well, one, neighbor, first of all, may not be the same. We know the, the covenant. I mean, we know the, 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 the nature of that definition. Jesus defined this definition. What, where did it come out of? Peter, right? Peter's asked the question. He says, Lord, how many times must I forgive my brother or sister if they sin against me? Up to seven times? And Jesus says, no, no, the number of completion to infinity and beyond. Seventy-seven times. Not just seven times, not just to infinity, but to infinity. You know the number seven is important in Scripture. It's completeness. To infinity and beyond the nature of forgiveness between brothers and sisters. How many times must I forgive my brother sister? Uh, but Jesus talked about the neighbor, didn't he? That was a different story. The Good Samaritan. Um, the Good Samaritan. How does this go? Um, do I have this written down somewhere? I have a rap for this. Who is your neighbor? See if I can remember this. This is what happens when you turn 53 as a children's pastor. Um... <laughs> It just completely escapes me right now. It's a good Samaritan rap. Uh, wow. Well, I'll come back to that. <laughs> good Samaritan rap. Good Samaritan. Who's your neighbor? Good Samaritan. It's a good Samaritan. Oh, it's a good Samaritan. That's not it. I'm just trying to get into it. <laughs> um... Ooh, yeah, yeah. I'm still thinking kingdom of heaven, kingdom of heaven. You know how you get a song in your head, you can't get it out? Um, Then comes... A man was walking down from Jericho. He was dressed so from his head to his toe, and he was cruising, I mean alone. Then, yo, he was mugged by a thug who was carrying a jug. At least that's the way the story goes. I checked it out, and no one seems to know. He was down. He was out. There wasn't any doubt. He was dead. Ask Fred. He's just passing by, and he's a Pharisee. Oh, a religious kind of guy. Says a prayer with a flair. He doesn't really care. You can bet I regret that that guy getting hit... Doesn't really care, boom, 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 boom. Next comes Bert, he sees the guy's hurt, but he's busy. Can't you see what he's a sad you see? There's no time for you, there's no time for me. And if you're hurt, hope Bert don't see you in the dirt cause he'll walk on by and leave you there to die, oh my. It makes me wanna cry. Next comes Ryan who sees the man is dying. He picks up the man from where he was lying, puts him on a mule, he tends to his need. He was a very nice man, he did a very good deed. It's a parable, true, but it could have been who, 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 oh. it could have been you. Love one another is not your neighbor. Who was the Samaritan was the most despised, despicable half-breed of the Jewish people. They were hated, but that was the neighbor. That is not the context of love one another. It's a new commandment. See, love your neighbor as yourself. That's all part of the old commandment. All the old commandment. The new commandment, you love one another. In the context of this passage, who are we talking about? It's different than your neighbor. Not everyone. Boom. Understand that the setting of this is very interesting. Jesus saves this message until after he dismisses Judas. He lets Judas go, and then he shares this message because the people that were left in the room were the body of Christ. They were the church. And when Jesus said, you love one another, he was talking to you about you. Not about them now Jesus didn't come to d- demolish the laws he came to fulfill it. so don't like hate your neighbors okay and say that the pastor said that was good yeah I just built up walls and fences and all that kind of stuff no that's part of our outreach but in regards to the new covenant it has to do with you loving you and you loving you and you and, you, and why it's all right here a new command a new covenant a new agreement we're entering into a new time love one another as I have loved you, ho, oh, let's talk about that. Let's talk about how Jesus loved, and again, in the context of this setting, what has just happened? As I have loved you, what's the context? It's a dialogue. You see how this is working? <laughs> I'm waiting. Mm-mm-mm. He washed their feet, he made himself less, selfless selfless the lowest of lows was the servant who washed the feet and jesus says that's the attitude you have with one another you love one another like i just demonstrated you to you you make yourself less and make it work because it's important it's not about you By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. There's the reason. There's the string that ties the package together. It's not about you. Loving one another isn't about you. It's important for you because everything about God is relationship. And if you don't get that, you completely missed everything. You missed it all. But in this context, Jesus is saying, the reason you need to do this is this is The sign of the covenant. Covenants had signs. What was the sign of the Noah covenant? The rainbow was a sign. What was the sign of the Abrahamic covenant? Circumcision. What was the sign of the Mosaic covenant? The law. There's a sign associated with covenant. Guess what the sign of the new covenant is? You loving you. So that... Your unity makes it all work as a witness to the world. Your unity is the sign of the covenant, of the new covenant that Jesus made for us. So John has this, you know, this, just follow John everywhere. Go to 1 John if you will. Oh, no, let's go to John 17 real quick. John 17 verses 20 to 23. Jesus prays for himself. Then Jesus prays for his disciples. Basically, he prays that he would, glor- he would glorify the Father. And then he prays for his disciples that they be protected. But lastly, he prays for you. And listen to this prayer in 1720-23. 20, and again, who's right there? We haven't gone to the garden yet. We're still right here. And who is right here? John, picking all this up. My prayer is not for them alone, Lord, my disciples who are here. I pray for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me, that we will be a witness, that we will be a witness. Verse 23, I in them and you in me, may they be brought to complete what church? Unity or oneness to let the world know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. You and your unity is the sign of the new covenant. John's writings. Go back to 1 John chapter 3. Into the epistles. Again, John's being so influenced by everything that Jesus would say here. 1 John chapter 3. Uh, I don't know how many of these I had, but let's start with verse 11 this is the message you heard from the beginning we should what go down to 14b anyone who does not love remains in death anyone who hates his brother is a murderer verse 16 this is how we know what love is jesus christ laid down his life for us and we ought to lay our lives down for who go to verse uh go to chapter 4 verse 7 dear friends let us what Love one another, for love comes from God. Verse 8, whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. Verse 11, dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought to what? Love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us. His love is made complete. Go over to uh, verse 17. Uh, Go to 19. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his Who? he is a liar for anyone who does not love his who whom he has seen cannot love god whom he has not seen and he is given us this commandment say it with me whoever loves god must love his there you have it over and that's just one chapter out of first john the epistles of john are all about this theme love one another okay now we can bring those down if you guys would. There's, uh, I got a present for you. I got a gift for you this morning. We're going to go ahead and thanks, guys. Appreciate you guys doing this so much. Thanks for your flexibility, too. While they do that, I'm going to sing you a song. They're going to pass out a Hershey kiss. Oh, job, sweet. You look sweet. <laughs> do not eat the kiss or you will be dragged into the outer courts and stoned. See, so what have I just done? Set up a commandment to show your depravity. Somebody here is going to eat the kiss. Don't eat the kiss. Okay, go ahead and put that song on. You guys can pass those out while I sing to them. A little louder if I can get it, please.
1: To serve the arms, like to give the, hit. Like to the eyes, see what's right and wrong, and how to live how I see the shoulders live. of the body, help to lead the way, they all work together each and every day. from the mouth is kind Kind teaching the word is a lot like the mind they all work together to the beat of the heart serving each other while doing our part be unified so jesus will be glorified check it out yeah 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 be unified so Jesus will be glorified Gotta, mm, Yeah, 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 yeah The church is the body with Jesus, Jesus head. We, we must love each other, other. Why? That's, That's what he, he said. said He said, I need you ooh, ooh, and you need me ooh, ooh, The body of Christ must work in unity, unity. Be unified, so
0: we love one another we love one another the the guy the new guy is saying that's good all right uh i'm gonna do something real quick before i know you're just dying to get at your little uh, your little uh lunch there my son ben this is completely and totally unrehearsed yeah ben no no leave your kiss there Mike, come on up here these guys have no idea what i'm doing right now they're just come completely clueless here i want to share one more story with you before we share this communion of sorts of the holy kiss (laughs) um (laughs) oh you have no idea oh all right the king ladies and gentlemen let's hear it for the king Now, this is the parable of the unmerciful servant. And, and, uh, and I was wrong. I introduced this as the introduction to the parable of the Good Samaritan. And that's why I couldn't remember the words of the Good Samaritan because it was the wrong story. This is the story where Jesus says, how many times must I forgive my brother? Or Peter asked the question, how many times? And Jesus says, not seven, but 77 times. And it's this context. So the king uh, has a servant. The servant, ladies and gentlemen, right here. Now, the servant owes the king a lot of money, and the king calls for the servant to be present. Of course, this means death. This means he's going to die. He can't pay the servant back, and so he's going to be destroyed, all right? Yeah, it's bad. Um, In the story, there's a twist where we find out that the king forgives the servant of his debt, and then as the story goes on in Act 2, the servant goes out and finds someone who owes him money and demands payment of that debt. News of this gets back to the king. When the king finds out that the servant who was forgiven much could not forgive, he calls the servant back into his presence and has him dragged away by the guards into the outer darknesses where all kinds of terrible and bad things happen. We're going to present this to you guys in a tableau. This is a very simple, dramatic expression, which requires a little bit of help from you. But basically, guys, what's going to happen is we're going to do still shots of freeze frames. I'm going to move you around. You just get into position. But when the curtain goes up, you have to be completely still. Do not move. You know how hard this is going to be for some of these guys to be completely still for any period of time. You'll hold that position until the curtain goes down again. Then we'll shift to the next scene. There are ten scenes. We'll play out all this. I want you to see this story this morning because as we bring things to a close, it's very important. What you have to do is to be my curtains. Your eyelids will be my curtains. So when a curtain goes down, you'll close your eyes. When a curtain goes up, you open your eyes. And you play along with that, and this should come up. And don't cheat. This should appear as a human slideshow. And guys, you just go with the flow wherever I tell you. Um, For example, scene number one would be the king. Come on up here, king. And the servant who owes the king money begging the king to forgive Oh, sorry, buddy. i forgive him his debt. And Ben, you're the other servant, so you're not in this scene, so just turn your back to the audience. And I'll be the guard. I'll be the guard over here. Oh, you're good. You're good. You're down. That, that would be scene number one, okay? All right. Go ahead and put this on. Guys, stand up. Turn your back to the audience. How many fingers do I have up? Oh, your eyes aren't closed yet.
2: The parable of the unmerciful servant. Curtain down. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Therefore... The kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. Curtain up. Curtain down. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. Curtain up. Curtain down. The servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. Curtain up. Curtain down. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. Curtain up. Curtain down. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. Curtain up. Curtain down. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, Be patient with me and I will pay you back. Curtain up. Curtain down. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. Curtain up. Curtain down. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed and went and told their master everything that had happened. Curtain up. Curtain down. And the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said, I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? Curtain up. Curtain down. In anger, his master turned him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. Curtain up. Curtain down. This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you, unless you forgive your brother from your heart. Curtain up.
0: Parable. You'll never forget that. The parable of the unmerciful servant. You have been forgiven much. You uh, may go ahead and take out your kiss, my gift to you this morning, and consume. Go ahead and eat it, enjoy, unless you have some kind of allergies to chocolate and then God bless you. (sighs) Good? Yeah, I love, I love chocolate. It's my drug of choice, chocolate. All right, I got a question for you then about that. How many of you ate the candy with the wrapper? Nobody ate the candy. How many of you took the candy? You did not. Did you? That's sick. (laughs) How many of you unwrapped the candy and ate the wrapper? No. Don't believe it. What you did was you opened up the candy and you ate the chocolate, right? (laughs) You gave it to your neighbor everything about god is relationships it's the candy religion wraps that thing up or tries to wrap that thing up religion is the thing that kind of wraps it, but you know what we do we focus on the religion and we forget about what's really really important What's really, really important is what's wrapped up inside of the things that we do. It's the reason to love one another that we might be, don't get so, and and I'm not, honestly, the good part about me is I really don't know a lot about the church history. And you know what? I'm going to try to keep it that way because I'm looking ahead. I'm looking forward. So don't come and tell me all the stories because I really don't want to hear them because everything that's happening is going to be, I mean, I'm, is good. Because we're going to focus on this thing that we call relationships. In part, because that's God's purpose for us. It's not about the wrapping. It's not about the outs. It's the chocolate. It's what's good. So that we can be, they too may be able to taste and see. Go ahead and put this last song on. I'm going to close with this, Pastor, and then however you want to bring things to close this morning. Thank you for, this message was important. I don't know all the reasons why, but I hope you heard the word of the Lord this morning out of John. How beautiful, how beautiful the body of Christ when we work in unity.
3: How beautiful. The so wine